0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The Premiership is back with a bang Leaders Celtic head to Kilmarnock Rangers have the advantage of a game in hand And the pre-New Year bragging rights as they host St Mirren And it's 3rd v 4th as Motherwell head to Aberdeen I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Weedy And it's back 24 days after it stopped The league season resumes tonight um, And it's all to play for and I think we're all looking forward to it I think we've all missed it some great stuff in the papers um, today and, and the comments from uh, you know, Stephen Gerrard and uh, Neil Lennon and it's getting to that stage already where it's a kind of squeaky bum time. Um, it's more about, or sorry, it's just as much about mentality as it is about ability it gets to this stage. It'll be interesting to see but a real difficult game for Celtic tonight away to Kilmarnock and some other Interesting ties It's all good I mean some people Jim Have managed to spin out The aftermath of the last game For 24 days uh, But it is great to have Not only the Premiership back But everyone playing At the same time Under the lights The run-in starts now Top, middle and bottom It's going to be fantastic From now to me Yeah well they're all saying I mean what's done is done They've got to look forward now Now is the important part Of the season What everyone else has done Regardless whether you're at the bottom Or you're at the top of the league Is you've given yourself An opportunity to challenge for whatever your targets were at the start. So if you're Rangers and Celtic, your target's to win the league. If you're Hamilton or St Man or any of these clubs, you've got to try and avoid relegation. And Hearts have also, uh, you know, made big changes as well in that little break. And, uh, you know, Daniel Stendhal's ruffled a few uh, feathers along the way. But uh, again, they seem to, you know, have uh, found a, a wee new lease of life as well. So yeah, everything uh, is, is bubbling up nicely And um, the next uh, few months is going to be very interesting Gordon. We've got signing news We've been speaking to Stevie Clark Giving an injury update on the likes of McGinn, McTominay, Tierney And the possibility of moving some fixtures To accommodate Scotland for the Nations League playoffs But before we do any of that Let's build up to tonight's games We need your help 0141-951-1025 Give us all your pre-match thoughts All your pre-match predictions What are you expecting from your team? Who should play? Get on here, pick your starting 11 who do you want to see involved tonight? 0141-951-1025 Let's start going around some of the grounds We'll go to Ibrooks first The big game in this part of the world Rangers against St Mirren Alison Conroy is looking ahead to that one Yes, yeah, Stephen Gerrard wants a better performance from his Rangers side than against Stranraer in the Scottish Cup so they can pick up where they left off as the Scottish Premiership returns from the winter break. St Mirren, the visitors tonight, the players out on the pitch at the moment having a little look around. You need to look right back to 1991 for St Mirren's last victory at Ibrox. If they can do that tonight and results go their way, they could move up to eighth in the table. Greg Stewart and James Tavernier are still out injured. Nathan Patterson could feature for Rangers again after impressing against Stranraer and of course Alfredo Morelos is still suspended. The sides last met in Paisley back in August a close game. The difference between them that night was that Borna Barisic free kick. Team news Gordon in around about half an hour here. We're going to get some team news suggestions from the callers hopefully on 01419511025 but Mark is that the obvious talking point does young Nathan Patterson keep his place uh, in the absence of Captain James Tavernier Every chance um, Stephen Gerrard sing- singled him out um, On Friday night after the Sunrard game and, and rightly so, you know, the 18 year old He said nothing phases him, he just went in He's handled uh, being involved with the first team And training with them well And um, 
Yeah, he's, he's got a chance. Is John Flanagan available? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, you would like to think, you know, if you're John Flanagan, you know, with the greatest of respect, um, if you can't get in a, ahead of him, then, you know, John Flanagan should be questioning himself because you can see Stephen Gerrard want to give the, the kid a chance on Friday night because it's a game that Rangers should win. But tonight, you're, you're now into, well, you know, the territory, you can't afford any slip up. So if John Flanagan is not playing tonight, then that would suggest, you know, that he's got, he's got a bit to do. And that, I think that wouldn't be. From John Flanagan's point of view He'd be very disappointed That's just one of the considerations For you then Rangers fans How are you feeling Confident Home advantage Against uh, Opposition from the bottom Half of the league And who should play That's an important question On game night 01419511025 Let's go To Rugby Park A fantastic game In prospect there Kilmarnock against Celtic And Andrew McLean Is going to keep an eye on that one yeah, well, it seems like ages ago since the last time we had league action, doesn't it? But here are two teams that will be desperate for all three points tonight. Celtic can't afford to drop anything with the title race being so close. And they'll be craving a win because obviously their last Premiership memory on their own patch by Rangers. They have won in the Cup against Partick Thistle since that, but definitely no margin for dropping points for a second league match in a row. As for Kilmarnock, well, they got back to winning ways at the weekend as well, but they really needed it. Five straight losses before the winter break, and they hadn't scored a goal in six. It was a miserable run, but they'll be feeling confident after putting six past Queen's Park, and they'll hope Chris Burke is in the mood again after his six assists. As for team news, Iron Johnson back fit for Celtic, but still no El Hamid or El Yunusi. New striker Patrick Clamalla is available again, as is Lee Griffiths, who made a goal-scoring return on Saturday. Kilmarnock's new forwards, Harry Bunn and Nick Kambamba, make, made their debuts at the weekend. They'll be hoping to make an impact again tonight. Uh, any update, Andrew, on Ismila Soro? That's getting extremely close. He's passed his medical. Yeah, very, very close, as you say. It's not quite over the line yet. He has passed a medical. Um, he's already been welcomed on Twitter by Celtic, but he's still awaiting a work permit and for that move to get international clearance, although you can imagine that because they've tweeted that, that they will be confident that those will go through. A deal, we understand, has been agreed for around £2 million from Benai Yehuda in Israel. Celtic have obviously had success in that market before. Neil Lennon describes him as a, a very mobile defensive midfielder. He could maybe take the strain off of Callum McGregor and Scott Brown, who play so many games for Celtic. And he certainly fits into that model of sort of buy them relatively cheap and hopefully develop with an eye to bringing in a much bigger fee. So that one certainly close to being completed. A few interesting considerations for the Celtic fans out there on the line, Jim, tonight, because... Griffiths comes back in mm-hmm. uh, Doesn't tend to play alongside Edward, So we'll mm-hmm. see if that one comes to fruition this evening Still a couple of injuries elsewhere James Forrest had missed out at the weekend Christopher Iyer comes back in As does Mikey Johnson So um, interesting to see what Neil Lennon comes up with Yeah well I mean the, the, the width part about Elanusi missing Forrest missing Obviously Christie has been integral in the way he plays And Neil uh, Lennon went to a diamond uh, You know against Partick Thistle To get the two strikers up top uh, and he said himself, you know, he did, you know, a little tweak at the system just to try something different. So he, you know, be interesting to see if he goes along the same way. He's traditionally went four two three one, um, for the most part. Of course, at times he has went three at the back. But again, that flexibility in the Celtic system might be a good thing in the second half of the season because maybe he felt that uh, they were a bit um, too similar at times. But given that two strikers, if you if you get uh, you know Griffiths and Edward and also gives an opportunity for Klamala to fit in there as well, then, uh, yeah, there, I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's questions to be asked, and it'll be interesting uh, to see uh, what the formation has um, come kick-off time. Let's hear from you then. What do you think? Who's going to play tonight? How do you see your game going? 01419511025. Every single team in the top flight involved. So let's hear from as many of you as possible. Stephen is a Rangers fan. 
from Houston I'm sure you've been chomping at the bit Stephen It finished on a high before the break What are you expecting tonight? Um, evening panel, how are we doing? Yeah, good thanks um, I'm kind of, kind of expecting a Expecting a one of the kind of similar games What Rangers play the, the Stradar game To be quite honest I'm expecting someone to be coming Coming to Ibrook, sit behind the ball and Like Stephen Gerrard said earlier in his press conference They were trying to hit Rangers on the On the counter attack But I think a lot of Rangers fans need to, need to remember That if, if teams are doing that it's not, they're not, Rangers are only going to come out and Three, four, five, six goals I mean I hope it happens, don't get me wrong But if it doesn't happen and Rangers win one the night Then it's three points in the bag And I'll be quite happy about it to be quite honest with you I agree with you uh, Stephen said now you know, we're getting that stage Of the season, it's the second half uh, Of it and you know I'm not expecting every week Celtic and Rangers to go and win four, five, six, nothing and, and dazzling football and everybody going, going home delighted. There's going to be a lot of nervy games. There's going to be one nils and two ones and last minute winners, etc., etc. Maybe dropping points. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, now it's not about pretty football, it's about getting points because it's all about the, the mentality of showing that you can go out and do it. And for example, tonight, you know, against a, a packed St. Mun defence, can you break them down? For Celtic, can they go away from home to a difficult venue and go and win the game? All big questions and the players have got to go out and do the business. Yes, this is where mentality comes into it, Jim, because you can look at that in a couple of ways. You can talk big picture in terms of, you know, Celtic have been used to winning things. What will it be like for them to handle the close challenge? You can flip it on its head for Rangers. But even within games, because as, as Stephen says, that there will be an expectancy. Mm-hmm. This is, everyone's been... Festering away for the last mm-hmm. three weeks All of a sudden You know You come out tonight And fans are expecting great things So even within games Perhaps a bit of patience Will be required I think supporters are absolutely vital um, Now the second half of the season The Rangers fans Have to create an atmosphere I've been at a couple of games Where they've started really well I'm talking about the fans You know At the start of the game First 10-15 minutes Really buoyant Really good atmosphere And then it's just went really quiet o- Almost you can, you can sense it Or we haven't scored yet And I think that uh, At times that particularly this season, you know, with, with you know, with the with the challenge that Rangers are, are looking to make, the fans really have to try and create that atmosphere, get that adrenaline pumping through the players' veins, because Stephen said, if if you get a team who goes there and sit behind the, uh, the 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 ball and make it difficult and compact, then it's going to take patience. But what they, they don't want is frustration, uh, you know, emitting, uh, emanating from the fans. So I think the, the supporters are absolutely vital for. For, for Rangers getting into these type of games where they know that they'll dominate possession but it's how quickly they can break down uh, the opposition and you know again uh, you know the, 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 the contest for St Mern tonight or the, you know the challenge for St Mern will be that uh, organisation and Stephen Gerrard is, is, it's not a surprise to Rangers mm. and it shouldn't be a surprise to supporters either Who do you want to see in the starting 11 tonight Stephen? Uh, I think the start of 11 pretty much picks itself now but obviously the Morelis out and Defoe starting up front I th- I'd like to see Nathan Parson get a, a, get a, a run in the team other guys there like John Flanagan Matt Polster Andy Halliday could possibly play over there at a, at a push but I think to Bonnesey you've got to show the the, the, youth, the youth into the team and kind of bring them forward I'd like that Kai, I'd like Kai Kennedy to get a more of a game tonight So I'd like to I'd like to see Rangers Get out and bag, bag in A couple of goals early And hopefully can get that Kai Kennedy on And get him a, a few minutes In the team But another thing I was, Another thing I was Going to say as well Does any, any of the panel Know that if there's Any truth in this Barcelona wind up Or whether it's just Paper talk for Morelis in, uh, in January Or even the summer 
I did see the headline I'm sure everyone everyone saw it Getting sent around group chats And, and on social media I think it was just uh, I can't remember who the quote Was attributed to One of the former Columbia so, managers Yeah someone nah, sort of, team, yeah. Well, Someone well suggesting it wasn't people. Rather than Yeah it seemed to be ideal For For, uh, for Barca <laughs> Whether he's in Barcelona His radar Or not You never know You know They'll have scouts um, Everywhere Scottish football's Not usually where Barcelona do their shopping you wouldn't have thought so, but however, listen, you could you could never rule. Anything you out. you were at the new camp on Sunday night, so I'm just waiting for someone to find a picture of you in the stand, <laughs> put two and two together. Yeah. You're acting as some sort of middleman and come up with 53. And yeah, that, I think was, that's the rumour. We'll he, get he going. Was, he was doing he was doing these uh, press duties there. He was going to look at an interview the director of football yeah. for that just to see. Quite right. Yeah, just say, yeah, come you know, Barcelona, come, come and get me. Says uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I was there. Uh, Barca v Granada Sunday night Barca 1-1-0 Lionel Messi scored the winner so He's not bad to him I've heard of him He's yeah. good right Stephen and Houston lovely. Thank you very much Enjoy the on, game tonight On, on the team news uh, by One of my most Decorated Ibrooks moles Has assured me That John Flanagan Starts tonight at right back Oh interesting Alright well we'll get back To that when the when the team Is announced Because there's perhaps a, a longer term thing At play here Bearing in mind Two Rangers have got Coming up in the coming weeks Anyway let's get A Celtic perspective From Pat In Govan Hill You looking forward to The Premiership Returning tonight Pat yeah, not so much the plastic picks though, but <laughs> uh, a bit like Hugh Keevan's lap. But my point is, uh, the transfer market, Celtic looking for a, so a right wing for Forrest. To me, I watch every game, he's already there. Uh, Frimpong, he's not a right back. It's showing no firm games. He's only young, give the boy a chance. I would actually, because Alham is a bit injury prone, I would actually sooner sign another right back and the Mulder Lustig that could play centre-half and right-back, feed the ball to Frimpong, I would not to be, like to be a left-back playing against Frimpong with his speed up front instead of the defensive part. I think Frimpong is a... No, I'm, only jo- I'm not joking, but in years to come, he's a Sterling mode. Ram Sterling mode, you know, he gets the ball half-line, runs at you, and it's a nightmare. And as my point is, I think we've already got a right-wing there. Mikey Jones is better on the left than the right. I would actually play him tonight with Bauer behind him. Okay, right. That's, a, that's every no no suggestions a, a bad one at this time, Jim. It's um, Frimpong moved forward to replace James Forrest, says Pat. Yeah, it's possible. He did used to play as a winger. I think he, you know he was he was a winger initially. He's converted to right back. I mean, he, he, Pat mentioned there um, Lustig who can cover. Well, that's El Hamad who, who, who when he's fit can mm. can also play centre back and play right back. So I mean, Pat's got him down as injury prone. Granted, yeah. he. He certainly has had injuries so far But is it a bit early to, yeah. to, to consider him injury prone overall? I think if you're there two or three seasons And, and that happens then f- fair enough You know, you, you're maybe a bit likely to get that tag But at this moment in time I think he's had one significant injury And you know, he's not he's not back yet So I think I think for that one you can wait As far as Frimpong's concerned Again, it can depend A lot of players who are higher up the pitch um, you know, when there's players tighter to them, you know, when they've got a back to go, you know, all these kind of things, you know, when the movement, you know, if you, if, if the ball's in the left-hand side, and Pat was mentioning Sterling, not at the moment, I get that, but that's it, a movement, when he come in off the flank, like James Forrest does very, very well, then I think that takes time. So I don't think he's quite at that level yet. I think he's still better to play right back because, you know, as far as Celtic is there, you know, they, they dominate 90% of the games anyway, so they're always going forward, so the, the full-backs are, you know, really, really important for them. Um, so I don't see that changing at the moment, but, you know, you never know. I mean, it, 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 you know, Lennon might just look at it, you know, uh, and I, I think he's more suited to the three at the back with playing as a wing-back 
Because then he's got the full mm-hmm. the full length mm-hmm. to go. He's not. He's got no one in front of him, and I think he's he suits that better. But um, at this moment in time, listen, he's a, a terrific talent, a real exciting talent, and I think just give him time to learn the game. I think he just turned nineteen, isn't he? So let's let's give him time to learn the game, and then perhaps by the time he gets to twenty one, then he might, as Pat says, me. Maybe looking to to, to, to maybe uh, push forward a little bit more. Pat, how difficult a fixture is this to get things back underway? There are a couple of ways of looking at it. Kilmarnock were on a dreadful run before the break. They get back to winning ways, albeit against Queen's Park. There is the pitch. It's worth considering. They have been problematic for Celtic in the past. How, how difficult a fixture yeah. is it? I'll be honest, I'll call him Mr. Rogers. He'd one thing right. He said, You'll never ever get a good game in a plastic pitch. He was totally right there. The likes of Hamilton. Kilmarnock, every game's, doesn't matter, your Celtic Rangers, every game's 50-50. We're not 50-50, we should win, but they pitches me a big difference. Go along with that, Mark. Is this a, I mean, how how difficult a fixture is it? I know for Celtic. Yeah, they go into every game as, as favourites, pretty much, but yeah, well, if, if you were to hand pick a fixture to return after a three week break, I don't think this would be it, would it? No, and I was at Command, as you know, Gordon, on, on Saturday, you're right, you've got to take into account the level of what was issued with the greatest respect to Queen's Park. But I did say in my summary at full time that the style of football that Command played, the way they passed and, and, and moved, their movement, the final it was the way Steve, Steve Clark had them buzzing a year ago. As you know, I watched come on a number of mm-hmm. times, and I could see that back in Alec Dyer's mm-hmm. team, which hadn't been there in the previous game when I watched them before the break when they lost 1 0 at St Mirren. So there is no doubt that middle to front, Kilmarnock are on it. You look at some results on Saturday, maybe one or two of the teams back for the winter breaks, a wee bit sluggish. There was no evidence of that on Saturday. What it wasn't, they weren't defensively tested, but it was good for them that Stuart Finlay was back in the team. Um, but if Celtic are going to win tonight, uh, Celtic will have to be, I would say, Gordon. At the very best No passengers tonight Otherwise we'll drop points Pat thank you very much For your call It's 01419511025 We are going to hear from Neil Lennon Stephen Gerrard And get you some team news next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy is here Mark Guidi's alongside him And every single team In the Scottish Premiership Is playing tonight So let's hear from you Get all your pre-match thoughts Into us on the phone So 01419511025 Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB Aberdeen Motherwell Hibs Hamilton Kelly Celtic Livy St Johnson Rangers St Mirren and Ross County Hearts all happening all 7.45 kickoffs. so let's keep the build up going Craig is a Rangers fan he is going to the game tonight I understand Craig what are you thinking ahead of it? Yeah I, uh, I'm just in the garden now actually uh, on my way so um, I think for me um, I sort of disagree with the last Rangers fan that was on I, I, I want to see Flanagan starting tonight uh, I like young Patterson I thought uh, he's done a fantastic job Um against Renrar and uh, the friendly game that they played um, as well but you know I think a bit like what the guys were saying for me if, if John Flanagan has still got a place in the squad um, which I assume he does then for him not to get in um, in a game like this in the league where Tavernier's injured and he's competing with a young player like Patterson if I was him I'd be very annoyed if I didn't get into that team um, and I think he's I think Flanagan's a good player and he's more than competent at doing a job against St Mirren. Um, so I, I would see any reason. My biggest worry tonight is that the last couple of games at Ibrox that the foes played, he's not exactly been at his best. Against Kilmarnock, he was frustrated. He got a frustrated figure. He couldn't 
break them down because they set up highly defensively. Stranraer also set up highly defensively, uh, and again that was frustrating for him. He eventually got a goal, um, and you know St Mirren will do the same. And I just worry whether a pattern's emerging where he's getting more and more frustrated against teams who do sit so deep. And the worry is if he has to come off, or if Gerard decides he wants to change it, I don't know who he brings on. I know against Stranraer he brought Ojo on, but again he's not really a striker. He's he was a makeshift striker. Um, basically so that that's the worry that's why I have felt throughout this January transfer window it would be beneficial to have a third striker at the club um, but yeah so I think that's the only concern I would have yeah, some fair points mm-hmm. let's start with the last point first if mm-hmm. that makes sense Jim the attacking options for Rangers mm-hmm. tonight yeah I think a very good point there I think uh, we've just seen uh, Zach Rudden uh, going to Partick Thistle there just uh, last week uh, a young uh, a young striker who you know, looked like as if he was on the periphery of the first team, yeah. You know, for for a little spell, but um, didn't seem to materialise. Um, but you know, I, I agree that uh, you know if if you know it's not working with Jermaine Defoe, we we Alfredo Morales suspended. There isn't really a natural option. I mean, he would have to change the way. I, maybe he's been trying Ojo a little bit similar to Celtic down with Lewis Morgan. Maybe he's been, maybe he's been trying him in that central position at training away in the training camp, and he thinks, wait a minute, that. He he can do a job good enough for us to 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 have Morelos back into the into the fold again. So obviously we're not aware of that, but yeah, I I I do think it's a valid point. And on Craig's other point, Mark, you told us earlier on it's your understanding John Flanagan will play tonight. Yeah. How much of that is is about tonight, and how much of it is about the trip to Tynecastle? Because you perhaps could put up a really strong case for Nathan Patterson yeah. playing tonight. You maybe wouldn't be as inclined to. Put him in at Tynecastle And if you need Flanagan at Tynecastle Then you need him to play tonight ah, you, You've got to get him into a rhythm uh, You've got to get him playing regular football Which he hasn't done uh, all season for Rangers and, and, and right back to his natural position So he should be absolutely fine stepping in there But you know, one of the previous callers, Stephen Had said, you know And, and Kai Kennedy coming on tonight Let's get a couple of goals Listen This is a business This is about winning the league This is, with the greatest respect This is not about Giving youngsters a chance For the sake of giving them a chance Unless they absolutely deserve it Or unless they're forced to play them Because there's no other options But if you've got seasoned campaigners Ready and available to come in You go with them Because you can't afford to slip up Whether it's at home to St Mirren Or away to, to Hearts You've got to do it And then Craig's other point To go back to the point About, about Defoe and the striker option For exactly those reasons I wouldn't expect Rangers To bring in another striker In this window Because they can maybe move Ojo in there Or if Greg Stewart had been injured tonight He would be a natural replacement for Defoe After an hour of the game's wrapped up or whatever But for those points That's exactly why Alfredo Morelos Must improve his disciplinary record For the second half of the season Compared to the last four or five weeks He has to get back to what he was like August, September, October Available every week fine. Yes So you can't have that Because potentially Gordon If he has to sit out another three or four games after this suspension between now and May, that potentially could cost Rangers the title. So he must, the old Glasgow saying, keep the heat 100%. I wonder what the translation is for keep the heat. Someone will tell us. Craig, enjoy the game. You're on your way to it. Let's get some team news starting to break through from the various grounds across the country. Very interesting Celtic team tonight, Andrew McLean. Yeah, just a Celtic team out at the moment, but it's another change of shape from Celtic, and it's two changes in terms of personnel, because Neil Beaton and Greg Taylor both 
drop. Out in come Jozo Simunovic and Johnny Hayes. So it'll be a 3-5-2 for Celtic here at Rugby Park tonight. Fraser Forster starting in goal. It's a back three of Jozo Simunovic, Christopher Julian and Christopher Ayer. It's in a midfield five of Jeremy Frimpong, Olivier Cham, Scott Brown, Cal McGregor and Johnny Hayes with Lee Griffiths and Odson Edward pairing up front. The substitutes Gordon, Taylor, Bauer, Arzani, Johnson, Bayo and Klamala. Still to get the Kilmarnock team news. Jim Duffy, what do you make of that? I don't really think it's much of a surprise. I said he's he's played three at the back several times, uh, Neil. And I, I think that if you look at it to get that two two strikers on the pitch, you either go to play a diamond or you play three at the back. So he's went mm-hmm. with the three at the back. Again, it gives him physicality. Three big centre halves gives him pace with Johnny Hayes in the, the wide area and Frimpong. It gives him you know balance in the midfield, getting Cham in there as well, and two very very yeah. important strikers up front. So. Listen, I, I think it's yeah. a, a really um, you know statement of intent from from Neil Lennon in terms of how he's going to approach his game tonight. Uh, we don't often see Simunovic on plastic pitches either, but he's in there tonight. Let's get the Rangers starting eleven from Ibrox, Salison, Conroy. Yeah, and it will be John Flanagan who will start tonight. Um, a few changes from that win against Rennes in the Scottish Cup. Alan McGregor in goal, a back four of John Flanagan, Connor Goldson, Nicola Katic and Borna Barisic. Then will be Glenn Kamara, Ryan Jack and Stephen Davis with Jordi Bo and Ryan Kent supporting the lone striker of Jermaine Defoe. On the bench, Fodderingham, Edmondson, Halliday, Patterson, Jones, Arfield and Ojo. For St Mirren, it is just one change from that Scottish Cup win against Broxburn at the weekend. Vaclav Kladke in goal. It'll be a back five of Ryan Flynn, Paul McGinn, Connor McCarthy, Akin Famaho and Callum Waters. In the midfield, Junior Marias, Cammy McPherson, Sam Foley and Kyle McGuinness. And the lone striker, as usual, will be Jonathan Abika. Yet to get the St Mirren subs, Gordon. So there we are. Team news coming in across the country. We'll bring you as, as much of it as we possibly can. Craig... Is a Kilmarnock fan from Johnson He's going to the game tonight We'll get your starting 11 in just a second Craig, you've heard the Celtic team though Does that fill you with confidence or dread For what Kilmarnock are facing tonight? Um, I, I don't really go into many games Constant as of recent I think um, we have had a really bad spell Coming into Christmas and the New Year I was there on Saturday um, I think it was a breath of fresh air Seeing some goals that I'll be back for once um, A lot of people have said that it shouldn't be taken as such because of the lack of the, the level of opposition we played. What I will mention is that Queen's Park got very well drilled on Saturday. I, I believe one of the guys in the panel tonight was at the game. He can perhaps comment on it with me, but they played five at the back. The guy in the middle of that back five had them in a line. They were solid. We struggled to break through at times, and I think the only reason we can have got there late on was because of fatigue, but I think tonight, I think if we're back to the way Steve Clark was playing, I heard that mentioned earlier on in the show as well. We, the old firm coming to Rugby Park hasn't been easy in the past couple of years for them. We've always made it difficult. We've taken points off. We've had a couple of good wins. And going here tonight, I genuinely think that we can knock a draw maybe even three points. I don't want to be overly confident, so I'm not having to phone back tomorrow on my tail between my legs. But I reckon, I think there's, there's definitely a point there for us. Well, just while you're on the line, let's see if we can get the Kilmarnock starting 11 from Andrew McLean. That might inform your uh, prediction a bit more, Andrew. 
Uh, yeah, just the one change for Kilmarnock, and that's Greg Kilty who drops to the bench, and Nicky Kabamba comes in for his first start for the club. So it will be Jan Koprovic who starts in goal once again, a back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Stuart Finlay, Alex Bruce and Nico Hamalainen. The midfield three, Alan Power, Gary Dicker and Mo El Macrini with Chris Burke, Nicky Kabamba and Harry Bunn. The front three, the substitutes, Lauren Chubronescu, Connor Johnson, Eamon Brophy, Greg Kilty, Ian Wilson, Harvey St Clair and Dario Del Fabro. The referee tonight at Rugby Park is Don Robertson. Craig, are you happy with that? Uh, definitely, I am. I'm, I'm happy to see uh, Larry Bernescu at the team. Um, I think Koprovich deserves a chance. Uh, you may, we, I was on the show uh, just after the Motherwell game, I think it was late December, and me and you both discussed how he had an absolute howler for that free kick. Um, I think he went to Ibrooks, we played a good game at Ibrooks, unfortunately lost. He made a good couple of saves at St Mirren, he could have done more for their goal, and Koprovich, obviously, I don't think he even had a shot to face on Saturday, however, I think it'll be good to see what he can do against a high level of opposition. Uh, I think the back four solid as always, Stuart Finley back in there. It'll be good to see Harry Bunn and Aki Kibamba going up against the competitive opposition as well. So again, looking at that team, I'm still confident we can get a point or maybe three. Mark, I think a lot of that was directed at you since you watched Kilmarnock a lot, yeah. including the weekend. Yeah, I mean, the Kibamba's a, a handful, he came, he came off the bench and stuff. And, you know, one of the points that Craig makes uh, is right in terms of the difficulty in breaking uh, Queen's Park down. That said, they were three up by half time, but I think six of the goals came from like set pieces set between pieces, three yeah. pitches. Chris Burke set and every yeah, single six, one up, didn't he? Six, um, six assists. So, um, you know, as I said, Queen's Park never, never, um, never tested Koprovich in goals on the back four. Uh, really, but looking at that team, Kilmarnock will get it full of confidence. It'll be a good home support. Then, like I said, if Celtic are to get the three points tonight, they will have to be at their very best. And looking at that Celtic lineup, I just love seeing two strikers. We don't often get it, and it's great to see partnerships back in the game like that. Let's hear from Neil Lennon then ahead of this one. I was pleased with the performance the other night. You know, I thought there was a good vibrancy about us, and you know, we could and should have won the game by more. So. You know, we step into a difficult game tomorrow night and confident. You know, we're looking forward to the game and players are motivated to you know get the three points. And I think Alex might go back to the way they were playing previously. They're a good win at the weekend. But we know the venue's tough and we know the the artificial surface isn't always conducive to playing the style of football that we like, but we're aware of that. Um and we're away from home so like I say it'll be difficult but it's a game that we're looking forward to. We already brought you that Rangers team. The only real talking point, John Flanagan in. Uh, no Nathan Patterson tonight. Here's Stephen Gerrard. Well, listening to what their manager said, <laughs> I think they're going to be very organised, compact, hard to beat, and very stubborn opposition like they was in, in, in the game uh, away from home. And we needed, obviously, a, a moment of magic from Borna to find the answer. So, yeah, we think they're going to be organised, compact, and try and play us on the counter-attack. So, quite similar to what Stranraer tried as well. Is it fair to say you maybe need to step up a level from Friday night? Yes, definitely. I think the first fixture is always a little bit tough because obviously uh, you have had that couple of weeks without a fixture. Uh, it's the reason why we put a, a bounce game in here at the training ground as well so we can get what we feel is the right amount of minutes into the players to get that little bit of rust out and try and find the rhythm a bit quicker because we obviously had a setback this time next year, last year with not having the Cowden Beat fixture. So yeah, I'm hoping that we can find a, a better level than against Stranraer. Having said that, we had what 80% possession, 30 efforts at goal. Uh, Stranraer didn't shoot at our goal so I can't be too critical of the Place. We're going to get your reaction to the team news and more team news coming in from Pataudry next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. This is your one hour warning. Every single team in the Premiership will restart their league campaign in an hour's time. We can't wait. Hopefully, you feel the same. So get your calls and your tweets and help us build up to kick off across the grounds. We've already given you team news from Rugby Park. From Ibrooks, Let's go to Pataudry Third against fourth A great fixture Up there at Pataudry Dave Galloway is keeping an eye On Aberdeen and Motherwell Thanks very much Gordon It's a really important game For both teams As you've just touched upon As the battle to secure Third place intensifies There's only one point in it Right now with Motherwell Holding a narrow advantage And the Steelmen Are looking to get even After a 3-0 defeat By the Dons At Fort Park Back in October Striker Chris Long's keen to continue His fine form As he closes in On a new deal Six goals In five games For him Aberdeen manager Derek McInnes Is vowing his team Will go on the attack As they look to Leapfrog the rivals and the visitors will have a good go themselves with all points towards an entertaining encounter Aberdeen make a couple of changes in come Lewis Ferguson and John Gallagher out drop Conor McLennan and Bruce Anderson, it looks like 4-2-3-1 for them, Joe Lewis in goals, Shea Logan, Ash Taylor Scott McKenna and Andy Considine at the back sitting midfielders Funzo Ojo and Dylan McGeoch, further forwards John Gallagher, Lewis Ferguson and Niall McGinn up top as ever Sam Cosgrove the subs Cherney Devlin Campbell Hedges McLennan Anderson and Maine two changes also for Motherwell Liam Grimshaw and Liam Donnelly come in out drop Richard Tate and Jermaine Hilton it's Mark Gillespie in goals a back four of Liam Donnelly Declan Gallagher Peter Hartley and Jake Carroll midfield uh, Mark O'Hara Alan Campbell and Liam Paulworth up front James Scott Chris Long and Liam Grimshaw, the subs, Carson, Tate, Seedorf, Illich, Mugabe, McKeever and Jolly. And your match referee tonight at Pataudry is Willie Collum. Great game to look forward to that, Jim. You look at the, the table, it tells its own story. Third against fourth. Fourth yeah. against third. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's vital. You know, they want European football, you know, and, uh, you know, they want to, they know this this season is going, it's all about being third. You've got to kind of get in your own wee league. And, uh, you know, both of those teams, you know, are vying for it. I think Motherwell for an outstanding season. But Aberdeen have just hung on in there. You know, they've not been at their, their best. Um, but obviously, um, Derek McInnes has brought in Aidan McGeady there. Um, you know, a terrific footballer. Dylan McGeoch. Uh, sorry, Aidan McGeady. <laughs> Dylan McGeoch. Um, so it's always good to get to the right player. Uh, and then obviously they've got Sam Cosgrove. Celtic who's, youngster you know, who yes. went to Sunderland. Yeah. That, I think it's, I can tried, see the link. You're trying to dig me out, but it was just, there's no excuse. <laughs> so yeah, Dylan McGeoch. So uh, listen, it's, it's uh, fantastic to get a, a top top footballer in there and again a bit of more creativity in the middle of the pitch and I think that maybe that's something they, they, they look to, to link up the play a little bit more and of course you came awfully close to mm. at least part of a cup upset mm. at the weekend it took a late Sam Cosgrove penalty to see Aberdeen through against Jordan Barton side well it would have been a cup upset there's no doubt about it even if it was a draw you know in terms of you know still being in the tie but listen Aberdeen as you'd expect dominate the, the possession we understood that you know but not there was a part time team to make it difficult to be organised, they asked him the question, can you break us down? And, you know, by and large, we've done that really, really well. But, you know, any, any kind of top team will eventually, you know, find a solution. And uh, they managed to do that, even though, from our point of view, it was a bit painful. But listen, as a manager of, of, of a team at Dumbarton, all you can do is, is um, praise your players for, for the performance and the effort they put in. And, 
you know, I think there'll be a few games like that tonight. You know, I think St. Mun going there uh, to, to Ibrox. Steven Gerrard said they're going to play maybe a little bit like Lutzen Ran. And I think that, you know, when, when you look at games, um, Stevie Farrow had said, look, they try to put Rangers wide and throw balls in the box and they're a back five times a back six. I think because he's obviously Defoe in there, he's not that type of player. Mm-hmm. You know, so Rangers will have to find a way of moving the ball quicker. Uh, a little bit more incisive Because if they don't Then they will come up Against a brick wall Just to give you a flavour Of the reaction Coming into the Celtic team On Twitter Mark um, mm. Beef is on He says Very bizarre to me That Hayes comes in For Taylor Who would be used to that surface I still think uh, We'll have enough um, there, uh, Butchers Dug food Says um, What There's a couple We kind of sweary Suggestion in there But what does Taylor Need to do to get a game Or what does Hayes Need to do to get dropped I'm, I'm noticing a real theme There's still Rightly or wrongly I'm making no judgement But the reaction we get There is still A Bit of confusion Among some Celtic fans As to why Johnny Hayes Is so clearly above Greg Taylor In the pecking order Oh I, mean, I, I don't see I've not seen Celtic That much in the past Few weeks Couple of months even um, But what I do know And I've always said Greg Taylor You'd have to be very special To be better than Greg Taylor And obviously Neil Lennon Prefers Johnny Hayes but I can understand why someone like Greg Taylor doesn't get more of a game, particularly tonight. Going back to Rugby Park, where he's like he's home surface, he's happy, there, he knows it, the 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 place inside out. But clearly, Neil Lennon at the moment uh, prefers Johnny Hayes. Before that, it was Bolly Balling Golly. So you know, Greg Taylor's well down the pecking order. But um, I think he'll he'll still come through and make that left back slot his own because the much as Celtic supporters haven't seen a lot of him yet, he is. You know, a, a top player by Scottish football standards. He's a top player. Surprise you, Jim? No, not a big surprise, no, because we've seen it time and time again. You know, I mean uh, that uh, you know when when there's a an option to play Johnny Hayes, particularly in this system with the three three at the back. You know, John Hayes is a winger, so you know you know he's, he may be looking at command or thinking they'll be compact. They'll get, you know, they'll play end up like like a four five one when they don't have it. Can we stretch the game? Um, pacey, direct. I don't really see an issue. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all down to you know opinion. But I think that um, you know Johnny Hayes is a good option on that side. I said you've got him in Frimpong, so you've got real pace in the wide areas, and then a, a team that that will defend really well and go back to the the Stevie Clap you know kind of mm-hmm. philosophy, if you want to call that under Alex Dyer. Then yeah, if you can get the ball out switched out to the other side quickly. Then you know you've got real pace with Johnny Hayes on that side. So no, for me, I don't think it's a major surprise. Gary's a Rangers fan from Newton Merns. Are you confident tonight, Gary? Having heard the team news? Yeah, I think I think so. I think uh, yeah, that that should be a good enough team to to, to be able to to get to get three points against the Mirren. I, I wanted to make two points, if that's okay. Sure. So the first point was you were talking about you know, you weren't sure about. I'm not sure if it was you, but it might have been Jim, that you're not sure about Rangers attacking options up front tonight. It was one of the previous callers, actually, and then Jim sort of came in off the back of it. Right. Sorry, I wasn't accusing him of anything. But I just think, see if there is any problem with Defoe tonight and he has to go off. I think you can easily play Ryan Kent through the middle, and I think that you could also bring on Scott Arfield and and play him up front. The the, the other point I wanted to make was, do, do the panel think that playing John Flanagan at right back is going to unbalance the, the team because basically the team goes down both sides. And I feel with John Flanagan, although I think he's probably a stronger defender than, than, than the young guy Patterson, I think he's going to take away from us going down the right-hand side tonight. It's going to put a lot of pressure on, on Borna to, to really make things happen down the left. 
What do you make of that Jim? Because I know he's naturally right sided yeah. But you need to go some to get forward as often as someone like James Tavernier Yeah and also the, the amount of assists and crosses but and Listen the way Rangers have played You know even before Stephen Gerrard came in With, with um, James Tavernier in there uh, You know was so important to the to the style uh, as, as Gary said with both full backs Really high, really wide Making those deliveries Kent coming in one side Aribo come in the other side I mean it's a system that Rangers have really worked well uh, under Stephen Gerrard in particular So listen, there's not a natural replacement For um, James Tavernier Absolutely um, But whether it's Patterson or whether it's it's Flanagan They will still be asked Obviously Flanagan tonight He will be asked to get a bit higher uh, You know, and, and get himself You know, higher up the pitch To see if he can get those tighter balls in the box But as I mentioned St Mirren will <laughs> have a line of five players in there So they can't just throw balls in Just for the sake of it They've got to play it So maybe Maybe a different type of right back, you know. Maybe playing little little giving goes, little one twos around about the box might open up the defence. Um, but yeah, and again, another point that Gary made. Yeah, Kent probably could play through the middle. Arfield could play through the middle, but they're not natural strikers. And I think that that's the the, the point that you know the calls were making earlier. That you know if if Defoe gets injured, if he's if he is you know not maybe at, at his sharpest. Then how do Rangers find that extra solution when Morelos is still suspended? Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. The first victory of the night could well be you on tonight's Beat the Pundit. You could get yourself a sign ball if you come on here and answer more questions right than Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy. I know it sounds simple, it's a bit harder when the pressure's on, so if you think you're up to it tonight, 0141 951 1025, call quickly because the lines close at 7 o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Less than 45 minutes, so kick off in the full fixture card in the Premiership tonight. Every single team back in action after a three week winter break. So keep your calls coming in as we build up to kick off. Who should play, who shouldn't play? Well, you know who's going to play, so whether you disagree or not, then you can be telling us what you make of the team lineups tonight, match predictions, anything else that goes into it. Keep the calls coming. We're also going to hear from Scotland boss Stevie Clark. He's been speaking today. He's giving an injury update on the three big names who look like they may miss out, depending uh, if you're a glass half full or half empty type character. You've got McGinn, McTominay, and Kieran Tierney. He's also suggesting. The possibility maybe we could still do something with the fixture list To give Scotland a bit more time to prepare for that Israel game But anyway, before we do all that, let's do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It is Beat the Pundit time Jim Duffy and Mark Greedy are standing by And one of them will be taking on Murray Who's a Rangers fan uh, somewhere between home and Ibrox Going to the game tonight, Murray? Yes Looking forward to it? Absolutely, yeah Good stuff uh, Producer Andy has now corrected his mistake It popped up on my screen That's why I didn't read it out It said Murray was from Blamefield And I thought That's either a typo Or I've never heard of Blamefield So he's now corrected it And it's Murray from Blamefield So there we go um, Murray, I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads, you're up against Mark Guidi And if it's tails, you will be taking on Jim Duffy And it's tails, Jim Duffy Against Murray from Blamefield tonight So I'm going to give Jim some Clyde 2 To listen to Murray that way he won't know what we're saying any longer He's giving me the thumbs up You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Jim You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Okay, go Right, let's do it Which Australian team has Jack Henry joined on loan? Melbourne 
Prior to Jack Ross Who was the last Scottish manager Of Sunderland It passed Dundee United youngster Scott Banks Has joined which English Premier League side Peterborough Which team plays At Capelo Morton. How many points Currently separate Rangers and Celtic In the Premiership One Who did Dick Advocat Manage immediately After leaving Rangers Zenit What was Johnny Hayes First Scottish club Aberdeen Okay, let's bring Jim Duffy back. Jim, can you hear us? Yep. You got us great. Same set of questions to you. Ready? Okay. Let's do it. Which Australian team has Jack Henry joined on loan? Melbourne. Prior to Jack Ross, who was the last Scottish manager of Sunderland? Pass. Dundee United youngster Scott Banks has joined which English Premier League side? Which team plays at Capelo? Morton. Morton. How many points currently separate Rangers and Celtic in the Premiership? Two. Who did Dick Advocat manage immediately after leaving Rangers? Zenit, St Peterborough. What was Johnny Hayes' first Scottish club? Inverness, Caledonian Thistle. Which team is known as the Dunhamers? Queens uh, over the South. Okay, okay. What do you make of the competition, Murray? I would give beat. I think so. Give beat, mm. to, uh... Okay, let's find out the damage. You got off to a good start. Melbourne City, you've been reading up today, Jack Henry. Is heading down under Prior to Jack Ross The last Scottish manager of Sunderland Davy Moyes Davy Moyes So it's one all uh, After two questions Dundee United youngster Scott Banks Is joining Crystal Palace Jim Duffy gets it Moves into a 2-1 lead uh, Which team plays at Capolo? Morton obviously Was the answer You both got that one So it's 3-2 to Jim Duffy How many points Separate Rangers and Celtic In the Premiership I'm afraid it's 2 Murray He went for 1 So Jim Duffy Stretches his lead You both Interestingly went for Zenit But immediately after Leaving Rangers Dick Advocat Holland It was yes The Netherlands So there we go Uh, Johnny Hayes First Scottish club Was Inverness I'm afraid Murray then went to Aberdeen And the Dunhamers Queen of the South So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 For Jim Duffy and only a two for you, I'm afraid, Murray. Hard lines. Oh, well, not too early. Good stuff. Enjoy the game tonight, anyway, Murray. Maybe he's got one, Cheers, one defeat out of the way, and his, his <laughs> team will win and make up for it later on. That was Murray, somewhere between Blainfield and Ibrooks. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. So let's hear from you. Get all your thoughts in. Uh, what about the other fixtures? Just to give them uh, the attention they deserve. Naturally, we've focused. A lot on, on Glasgow's big two so far St Mirren and Kilmarnock The opposition We've given you team news from Aberdeen Motherwell Still big games elsewhere Jim Yeah we're massive games Hibs Hamilton Libby St Johnson in, in, in Ross County Hearts there You know and I think that Hearts As I mentioned I, I definitely just see Sense a change of mentality Round about Hearts with Daniel Stendo I think he's He's, he's he's obviously just coming in. He's 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 got the tacky boots on, and he's he's not taking any nonsense. So you know he's going for it, and I think he had to. I think he really had to show um, real leadership there. And obviously the proof has to come with results. But uh, for me, I think Carts will be a team now. I think will, will improve significantly. Um, Livingston Johnson, yeah, both teams again in, in in good form actually, and I think that'll be a close call. But Livy maybe on the artificial surface might just to the edge. And Hibs Hamilton again, obviously the, the 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 recent stuff regarding Brian Rice, the manager. But uh, on the pitch, um, you know Hamilton again, one of these teams everyone expects to falter, invariably surprise the critics. And um, Jack Ross will be looking for a strong second half uh, of the season um, with his Aberdeen side. Uh, let's hear from Scotland boss Stevie Clark, shall we? He's been speaking today. We've not heard from him in a while. This is always the worst part of the international year, isn't it? You go from November until. March is it going to be really without any fixtures We've got that huge game against Israel coming up And unfortunately 
we've got some serious injuries. First of all, I think try to think of the order. It was Scott McTominay first, and then John McGinn, Kieran Tierney, all looking at about three months, which takes you up pretty much to that game. So we were asking Stevie Clark today if he's got an update. Is he hopeful that those three players could make it? There's not. I don't think there's going to be a shutdown, and it was never something that. Tell you what helps if you play the clips in the right order. <laughs> I think they'll be close. All, all three will be close. Whether they're whether they're close and make it or whether they're close and just miss it is is, is going to be decided by recovery. Uh, without having first-hand knowledge of how the clubs recover the players and have the, the exact details of what's going to happen, how the recovery is going to be, then it's, it's difficult for me to sit here and engage it. I do know that all the players will be doing their best to be fit. Been much talked about though the strength of that midfield. If it's beginning McTominay were to, to miss out How encouraging is it to see John Fleck getting rave reviews Linked with multi-million pound moves Stuart Armstrong really playing his way back into Premier League football as well no, Stuart's played his way in Kenny McLean's doing well at Norwich uh, John Fleck, like you said Has is, is been really good for Sheffield United this year I enjoy watching Sheffield United I've got John Fleck and Ollie McBurney there Good team to watch, to play well Ollie's done well and it's nice to see them all all working, but a lot of the time you you guys or you people in front of me uh, like to talk about the the players that have not been in the team. But I thought the midfield pairing that I've had in the last couple of games, Ryan, Jack, and Callum McGregor, did very well for us. Uh, Jim, it's not a case of keeping his cards close to his chest. Just mm. no one knows. Just we quite simply don't know if those players will be available. They're clearly all three of them are extremely talented footballers. Um, bizarrely enough, the midfield though just we've, we've got so many options. Mm. That's not to say you don't want those guys. Of course you do. John McGinn was probably mm. the main man in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there are encouraging signs from the likes of Fleck and Armstrong as we heard there. Yeah, but I think it was really important and quite significant. He mentioned Ryan Jack, yeah. uh, you know, in that situation with McGregor. McGregor because, you know, yeah, they're very, very good players and they're playing for two top teams. Let's not forget that, you know, and they're playing at a high level. They're playing European football and um, they're as, probably as consistent a players as you can get anywhere uh, around the, the country. So I think, yeah, we, yeah, we miss good players. Of course we do. But, um, you know, we do have very good options in that area. And the problem you've got with with the international setup is, as you mentioned, the, the delay. But there's another two and a half months to go. Yeah. So you don't know what's going to happen. Whether these players could get an injury, a pick, even just a little knock the week before it. So listen, it's a a very difficult thing for Stevie Clark to look beyond, um, you know, a week. You know, just to see what he has because every week you'll probably change. You know, this is my team for this game, and then sure as fate, something happens. It's a very, very difficult time. I'm sure he's having to try and adjust his mind because it's the first time he's experienced it. You know, he's always been a club manager. So, yeah, it's a learning curve for Stevie as well. And uh, and I'm sure it's a very frustrating one. But uh, listen, we want every top player we can have available because these matches are absolutely crucial. Um, let's not disguise that fact. Absolutely massive for the country. And to give us our best chance, we want everyone available that we can possibly get. Yeah, and you know you want to to have a big selection. You want to have a headache um, going into that game against Israel, and hopefully, you know, four days later, it's it's either away in Norway um, or Serbia. But a lot can happen. Anyway, you know, the now you know Andrew McLean's here saying you know 
John Fleck and somebody else could have been. They can just string three or four that games That was actually together. me, by the way. Oh, was that you? That was me. Was that? They, let me, out, they let me out of the office for that. Yeah. It was probably because it was a reasonably intelligent question. We weren't yeah, I know. I thought that, yeah. Sorry, I got sent to a press conference for the first time in three years. Apologies, Gordon. That's all right. I don't take it personally. So, a good question there by yourself. Good on you. Thanks. So like so, there's a lot of what what we need to find, and we don't have a magic wand. But what you hope that you know, can can we find our can we find the right back, or, or are we are we happy with Palmer? Um, can we find a number nine in his league? If it's going to emerge, is all about Burnley going to you know really find his feet and go on it with, with, with the second half midfield? We've no we've no problems yet. Shankland, uh, maybe Shankland going to get a move before this window closes. I don't think you could rule that out. And are we going to have a central defensive? Um, partnership. So there's a number two, a number nine, an essential defensive partnership. And if it can, if something really solid can emerge in all those areas, I would really fancy us to get through the two games and qualify. If we're struggling with a number nine, a couple of set of halves, I think we're up against it in the second game. There's been a bit of debate, a bit of discussion about what can Scottish football do. Can we? Reschedule some of the fixtures Can we have some sort of shutdown To give the Scotland national team As much time as possible To prepare As as good a chance as possible uh, Of progressing Here's what Stevie Clark's take on that Currently there's not, I don't think there's going to be a shutdown And it was never something that We, we, did, we never requested a shutdown All we, all we asked for was Common sense uh, And if, if the The broadcasters would Not put a game on in the The Sunday if the league wouldn't play any matches on the Sunday, that would be great. But we also know on the back of that that there's a, there's a potential for Celtic and Rangers to hopefully still be involved in the Europa League uh, in the week before, which, we, which would mean that they would have to play on the Sunday. If that's the case, then we have to deal with it. Uh, what I will say is that I'm pretty sure the players, when it comes to that match, whether they've got a week to prepare or a day to prepare, they'll be ready for the game. If, for example, the, the league could agree to come forward and play on the Friday night, if you had the, all the fixtures on the Friday night, then it, it makes sense then that you've got the Saturday, Sunday for the players to recover and three day, three working days into the game on the Thursday would, would be a benefit. If not, then you're going to have the games on the Saturday, Sunday, Monday to recover and two days to work into the game on the, the Thursday. But like I said, I'm sure no matter how long we've got to prepare, and we can do a lot of work in the in the classroom, if you like, the video video work, the team will be ready for the game anyway. I'm trying to explain this without uh, everyone having to get their calendars out. <laughs> Scotland play Israel on the 26th of March. They would then have to go and play on the 31st, either way at Serbia or Norway, hopefully, if we, if we win the first one. So 26th of March, um, which is a Thursday, Thursday evening, Thursday. right? Yeah, now, the weekend before that, obviously the 21st and 22nd, that's where Stevie Clark is hoping something can be done. He's hoping that SPFL would move the card to the Friday night, Friday the 20th. Let me just put a, a disclaimer in here. This is all redundant if Celtic and Rangers progress mm-hmm. because there's a Europa League week. Yeah. So we need to play the Sunday. And they would have to play in the Sunday. Um, which we don't want either because we want our teams to go as far in the Europa League as possible. So the only real solution would be if the worst were to happen and Celtic and Rangers weren't to make it through could you see that happening could you see a full Friday night fixture card uh, to give Stevie Clark and the, the Scotland team that, that little boost even though a lot of the players will play in England anyway uh, yeah why not if, if, if we can help if the, if the country can come together and, and the 6-4 at Hamden the SPFL and the SFA can come together you'd like to think so because it, it benefits the whole nation you also get the broadcasters involved as well Sky Sports and, and BT um, I mean there would only be 
one one fixture that that would uh, would appeal, which Rangers are away that weekend. Gordon, I can't remember off the top of my head who Rangers are away to, but that would be the one game that would appeal to the to the broadcast. So, so you're potentially, you know, looking at now. You could also say that if they want to make the the TV game a standalone fixture, and Rangers are not in Europe, you could move Rangers to Thursday night and play the rest the rest of the games in the Friday night or something like that. So there's a wee bit of option, but. All bets are off if Celtic and Rangers get through and it's only the one game, it's not like another tie beyond that. So Celtic beat Copenhagen and Rangers beat Braga. All bets are off, they have to go because there's no room in the calendar to, to manoeuvre. If Celtic and Rangers are knocked out, then you'd like to think that um, we could bring the schedule forward 24 hours, maybe even 48 hours. I mean, Israel are having a shutdown, so to speak, Jim. They, they're doing their bit, they're taking mm. the domestic card away. However... Maybe there's a lot of those players who don't actually play in Israel yeah. and they won't benefit from it. So mm. where do you stand on it? Are we making too much of it or should we at least try and do something? I think you should try, but I do think that uh, you know it's difficult because, yeah, you could close down on domestic, but you know if half your players are playing in England at different levels as well, Championship and Premier League, then, you know, and even somebody like Lauren Shankland who plays for Dundee United playing the Championship, you know, so it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's too... Uh, far away for me just now, but I, I I don't I don't disagree with the fact that you could play in the Friday night. You could arrange it, and then if if as as Matt was saying there, uh, Rangers and Celtic are still in Europe, then fine, they play on the Sunday. But it's more about the recovery because he won't. You know, Stevie Clark's already said he, he's not going to do any work with them. It's more about just giving them another yeah. day's rest. Any wee niggles? it's just another another twenty four hours yeah. for settle down. So yeah, I think it. If we could do it, ideal. Mm. But uh, you know, you, as you said, not everyone's playing in Scotland. You know, again, you, even if you, if you trade the other games, even Rangers are in Europe. Play them on Sunday. Play all the other games on Friday. Mm. See if the likes of a the Aberdeen player like Declan Gallagher at Motherwell. You know, Scott McKenna, so on, so on and so forth. So other players yeah. have that one day's rest. Listen, let's try and make it as helpful a situation as we possibly can. Okay, let's take another call on tonight's action. If you've got any thoughts on a potential rescheduling to help Scotland out or those injuries, get your calls in 01419511025. Jerry wants to talk about the domestic stuff. Well, hi, Jerry. Hi. How are you? Uh, good evening, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm good, uh, Gordon. Thank you. I mean, you weren't long in Dubai then, unless that was a, a, a scam or. Flying scam visit. Or just a flying visit, Jerry. That's right. all it was. Okay, now I was just thinking um, of the, the window so far this. this um, this month um, with both Rangers and Celtic now Celtic have sent and possibly two we, we, we think this guy Soro is, is going to nobody knows anything about him or even Klamala um, but um, I was looking at the Rangers squad and I don't think Rangers uh, it would be a mistake if Gerard doesn't add to his squad uh, in this window because the squad is actually thinner than you think you look at the five who are in midfield and I'm counting Kent and Aribo as midfield you've only got Two more options with Ojo and Arfield. Doesn't fancy Doherty. Uh, King's moved out. Um, there's not a lot of scope there, and uh, I think that uh, veiled threat about the, uh, from Gerard about the guys who came in the other night there against Rana, uh never actually stepped up to the mark. Now Barker, Halliday, Jones, and Stewart to me are nowhere near the, the class that Gerard should be uh, looking for. And if you look at Celtic's uh, 18 tonight. There's no Rogic for some reason has disappeared completely from the, the last game there. He's not even on the bench. So we've got Rogic, Forrest, El Hamed and El Yunusi who are not even in the A team. Now if you compare that to the Rangers squad, they couldn't possibly look 
at that kind of quality who are not even on his bench. And um, I think come March and April, Rangers will definitely falter. And the fact that he's not added, I think, gives Celtic the upper hand in the run-in. Well, there's nine days of the window to, to go, Jerry. I think if you if you assess both squads um, just now, I've said all season, I think Celtic do have a better squad, a stronger squad, but Rangers are better. And despite what you've said there in terms of, you know, four or five Celtic players that aren't even in the 18 tonight that begin the Rangers squad all day long, Rangers are still potentially, the league's in their hands. You know, if they win their game in hand, they're, they're top of the league uh, ahead of Celtic. Celtic have... Spent five or six million quid already on Soro and uh, Klimala. We don't know what like they're going to be, what kind of contribution they can make, but we're sure that it's it's certainly going to be helpful. It's not going to be a hindrance to have those two guys in the door for the, for the next um, four months. But I think that one thing about about Stephen Gerrard and the Rangers board that they don't have the luxury that Celtic have have, have had in terms of their finances. So I think they've, they've kind of thrown almost every penny they can at it. You know, during the summer to build a strong squad. I think if they if you had to try and do Something you know, and spend a few quid. They need to sell somebody, find somebody to sell to to raise the funds. But I'm told, and I think I said it last Wednesday night, that there's that there's one player that they have in mind that they're that they're trying to get over the line between now and the closure of the window. Now, Jerry, well, that's a centre forward, a centre half, a right back, centre mid. I've no idea. But I'm told there's there's one target that they have in mind, and, and they're working hard to try and get it. it. Might be a loan, might be a permanent. I don't know, but um, there's one guy, Jim Jerry. Mm-hmm. Might well be right And in fact You might even find Rangers fans mm-hmm. Who would agree and say Well yeah If we were to get injuries Or whatever mm-hmm. to certain positions We could struggle But of course You might not get mm-hmm. Those injuries And as it stands Rangers seem to have A, a squad balance That's working just fine Yes yeah, it's, it's a strong Start in 11 um, You know Obviously the option up front With um, Alfredo Morelos and, and Jermaine Defoe um, But the rest of the team Pretty much Has been picking itself And consistency is a good thing If you're, if you're getting good results and, and Rangers have had good results So therefore He's not going to change too much Arfield's the other one That can come in a little bit Obviously Greg Stewart At times But I do agree with Jerry In some aspects I mean Barker's still got to Show a little bit more Jordan Jones Obviously was injured for three months Has got to You know You know raise his game and show that he can be a Rangers player and, and, and be a challenge to Ryan Kent or at least an option but um, yeah, I mean it depends if, if, if Rangers are still in Europe and they've got Europa League games further down the line it does stretch the, the resources but I think at this moment in time just coming back from the winter break over the next month I don't really think it'll make a significant difference because Everyone is is, is, is available is, is fit and healthy Jerry, just quickly because we are a bit late we're a bit short on time how do you see the games panning out tonight? Um, right, now although I've had a, a slight go at Rangers I, I, I wouldn't surprise me if they won for nothing But uh, as I say, it's, they've only got Ojo and, uh, and Arfield As uh, uh, adding adding to that, that, that original five um, and Yeah, Celtic um, Celtic could be a, a slight problem And it's it's strange that Taylor hasn't, um, hasn't started uh, That is a bit odd But the wide men, it could be one of those one each or five nothing for Celtic. <laughs> one, one of two ways, says Jerry and Erskine. Well, we'll find out between now and about half nine, ten o'clock, and you can give us a call back and react to it some other time. Jerry, we've got a cracker of a full time teaser. You're going to need to get your thinking caps on. It's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are 
Just over 15 minutes away from kickoff. Big games all across the Premiership tonight, so there's still plenty of time for you to get involved. Let us know what you make of the starting 11. How do you see your team performing tonight? How good is it to have the top flight back after that three week break? We're on the phones and on Twitter. That's Scotty McCoo's on actually He said I don't know if you guys noticed this Mark I know you were over at the Barcelona game mm-hmm. On Sunday It's the Copa del Rey tonight Barcelona got drawn to Ibiza away oh, right. As far as away days go <laughs> And I mean I know you're a non-drinker Jim Duffy But I'm sure you can appreciate Away to Ibiza It's not bad yeah. is it? Yeah I think there'll be a few supporters <laughs> Might fancy a wee trip there If uh... If it ever happened But uh, yeah You're right uh, nice, nice place to go Scotty says There wouldn't be enough Hotel rooms or Estrella On the island If uh, Rangers <laughs> or Celtic Were drawn in the Europa League And by the way Barca are losing that game They are losing With the new manager too There we go Mark, It's because Mark Weedy's been over Meddling Trying to get Alfredo Morelos A move uh, To Barcelona Over the weekend Right. <laughs> anyway I'm not being serious about that By the way If you're just joining us um, What about Tonight's teaser This one's been sent in By Greg Stevenson So thank you to Greg For sending it in I like it I really like it mm-hmm. It's topical as well mm-hmm. So Greg says Can you name 10 players Still in the Scottish Cup This season Who've previously won it With a non-old firm team But not the team They currently play for Right 10 players So Ricky Foster Mm, they get knocked out. They get knocked out. Oh, they could be So ten players still in the Scottish Cup who've previously won it with a non-old firm team, but not the team they currently play for. Just as a, a rule, they must have played in the final. When we say you know won the Scottish Cup, they must have played in the final. All oh, right, okay, right. So, but good. I think the ones that, that won it. Um... You've got the question, Johnny Hayes. No Do you want to be In Bernice Caledon No No so you, 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 So we have to go back To 2000 Was it four, Johnson 14 four, 14 uh, 2016 rather So we, we would Maybe get One or two From there So I said Dylan McGeoch Mm-hmm. Yes. yes So we're on We're on mm-hmm. track now Dylan McGee With so, Hibs now at Aberdeen Yes mm-hmm. So he's still in the Scottish he's Cup Because he's at Aberdeen He's mm-hmm. previously won it For another non-old firm team That he doesn't play for At the moment Yeah Okay so yeah. It's always yeah. a bit easier Once you get one Dylan McGee Is your first answer Okay um, And We Fontaine No I... No you need to give us a Okay. Yeah, Bartley Didn't play in the final oh, I thought he was going to be yeah. one I thought he was And I thought that was going to be One of the tricky ones Did not play in that final Okay, right, okay right. A good one, I like that Right, you like can help that. us on Twitter yeah. They're all uh, Most of them are gettable You know, it's, well, as you would imagine Because they're all still playing at the moment So 10 players Still in the Scottish Cup this season They've previously won it With a non-old firm team But not the team they currently play for And they must have played In the final uh, we're going to speak to John in just a second Let's take a closer look at some of the other fixtures tonight Kick off by hearing from Brian Rice I've seen a wee bit of Hibs uh, I know Jack well Hibs have got good attacking players You know, they're a goal threat Definitely a goal threat <clears throat> I don't think you'll see many games where Hibs don't score a goal You know, with the threat that they've got going forward But, you know, we need to make sure they need to defend as well We went to Parkhead and lost narrowly We went to Aberdeen and lost narrowly we went to Tencastle and Drew So there's, there has been good, positive performances the result at Muddle, obviously, you know, makes it different. Uh, but we know what we need to do when we're away from home. 
So like I say, it's going to be really tough at Easter Road, but we'll look forward to it. This, of course, comes against the backdrop of Brian Rice and his, his gambling admission. Stuff like that really puts football in perspective. I think I think we would all agree with that. Having said that, I'm sure he'll just be desperate to get back out and, and do what he likes to do in terms of, of managing football sides. And the fans will all get behind him as well. Yeah, it's always a difficult one because ultimately it's a personal um, situation that he's got to deal with um, You know, for, for Brian himself. Um, but as a manager, he, you need to focus on your job, and his job is to get results for Hamilton Ackies. And going away to Hibs tonight is going to be a test. But uh, he, as he said there, you know the, the you know the, they're always a team fully committed. Um, they've got some decent footballers. They've always got a sprinkling of young players, and again they've they've managed to produce these players. I've always admired um, the philosophy and the, the 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 way they develop players, and still manage. To sustain their, their Premier League status I think it'll be a tougher year This year Because of the, the changes Other teams have made Like Hibs Like Hearts St John's have improved significantly So I think it'll be a. This is probably going to be The toughest test for Hamilton In the last three or four years Yeah um, Yeah it's, You know It's a it's a tough one And for Brian Rice too And you know The good thing is He's had a A lot of support uh, Which is important And you know he's He's held his hands up And you know What I know, I know the game of football The authorities have, have got a job to do as well When you break rules But I, th- I think you also have to be Mindful of the bigger picture And that's when I think it's a real difficult one For authorities where You know you need to be careful what you do Because There's people lively Who'd at stake And, and what you've got to remember About people with, with gambling And like guys like John Hartson Speak very much about You know it's, it's an illness it's a, it's a disease You know so Therefore You know you've got to be mindful that Yeah there's, that you're breaking rules You've also got to offer help, you know, as a football, as as the kind of the overall employers of our game. You've also got to offer help and hope to people rather than throwing them in the scrap heap. We have spoken about it at length in the past couple of nights, so it really is back to to football for Hamilton Ackies this evening. Just one of uh, the fantastic fixtures we've got coming up. We're on Twitter still at Clyde SSB. Guess he's coming in for the teaser. Peter Gray went for Johnny Hayes, same as you guys, but he's not one. I'm afraid. Um, Sean is just currently listening. To Clyde Super Scoreboard in Turkey Before the Rangers game oh. Beer in hand he says He's just rubbing it into you two mm-hmm. They're stuck here in Clyde Bank Not that there's anything I've got, I've got another that. one I think. Okay. Uh, Ryan Christie with um, with Inverness Yes That's what I had Ryan Christie so That's my lot Raz Cool's gone Fraser Fivey He's at Cove though So he's not um, He's not one uh, John is in Coatbridge As a Celtic fan John what's on your mind tonight? Hi, hi guys, see before I make my point I just I tried to go on the other night Gordon about Brian Rice I'd like to commend him I had a gambling problem myself at one point But I've come out the other side, you know But I think it's very brave of the guy for what he's done And as Mark says Should be more help for these guys, you know what I mean Well said, Mark, you know what I mean uh, I, I want to commend the guy for his bravery and coming out, you know what I mean man, John. But anyway my main point tonight, Mark, is big, don't be wrong, I'm excited with the Celtic team tonight playing Griffin, Edward up front, but is big Rogic injured, injured, do you know, Mark? Because I thought he was come back to about his best, no, I mean, I thought he could be the difference between the second half of the season if he keeps fit. I'll take that I'll he... take that on Mark's behalf, if, if you don't mind, just because we were obviously speaking to, to Neil Lennon, there wasn't one that he flagged up, Mark, um, so whether it's something that's just happened to Tom Rogic or... Maybe it's the Astro tough. Maybe it's the yeah, surface. Maybe the pitch. 
Yeah, yeah. He has, yeah. Been, he has had a few injury problems, and a lot of times, Suminovic is in players, on that surface yeah. tonight. That's not to say that every, yeah. everyone's the same, but it certainly is a it is a surprise at the moment until such times as we speak to Neil Lennon again yeah. and ask him exactly what's going on. I don't think it was formulated because all accounts he played very well against Partick Thistle, yeah. oh, potential no, yeah. Celtic's best player. So he thought, well, maybe if he, he dropped to the bench, I can only think he's either he's picked up a knock. Or there's something suggested don't want to risk him on the Astro Tough. I don't think it would be to do uh, with form, John. So I would, I would expect to, to see him back in the team um, on Saturday. Is he one that could be a big loss tonight, do you think, John, with no Ryan Christie as well? I, 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 cause I've, I've always, I think, Rogic is on forum. He's Celtic's best player along with Edward. But, I, but as I say, I, I just when I looked at the team and I was saying to myself, I wonder what's wrong here, you know what I mean? But I say that's good to see young Arzani back in the bench as well. But uh, do you think, Mark, this is the way and Jim, Neil's going to go? Maybe to try the two up front for the second half of the season to see how it goes? Yeah, well, I, I'm saying I think... Three at the back as well. Yeah, the three at the back, uh, you know, again, it, it gives them so, so much, uh, you know, many options. I don't think it'll be 100%. I don't think he's thinking, right, OK, I'm going to play two every week. Because I think the moment he's not got Forrest available, he's not got Christie, he's not got Elanoussi. And I think that's. I think if he gets Elanusi back and Forrest back, I think he might go back mm. to the four-two-three-one. But while he's got these players missing, I think it's a really good option for him to have the wing backs, give them the the width and the pace, and still having two top-class strikers. So, I think I think at the moment John will stick with it. But when all the players are fit, I think he might go back to the four-two-three-one. Very quickly, any more on the teaser? No, no, not for me. Okay, I'll no. give you some thinking time. We have kickoff fast approaching. We're going to go back to Rugby Park and Ibrooks next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. The players are in the tunnels around the country. The Premiership is about to return. Let's get a flavour of the build up and a recap of the teams at Rugby Park. Kilmarnock against Celtic with Andrew McLean. Yeah, just the one change for Kilmarnock. Greg Kilty drops out and in comes Nicky Kabamba for his first start. A 4-3-3 for them. It's Jan Koprovec in goal. A back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Alex Bruce, Stuart Finlay and Nico Hamalainen. The midfield three, Alan Power, Gary Dicker and Mo El Macrini with Chris Burke and Nicky Kabamba either side of Harry Bunn up top. As for Celtic, three changes from that win against Partick Thistle. Beaton, Taylor and Rogic drop out. Simunovic, Hayes and Ayer all come in. A 3-5-2 for them. Fraser Forster in goal. A back three of Simunovic, Julian and Ayer. The midfield five, Jeremy Frimpong, Olivier Cham, Scott Brown, Cal McGregor and Johnny Hayes with Lee Griffiths and Odson Edward up top. The Chadwick stand to my left-hand side, absolutely packed to the rafters with Celtic fans. The other three stands maybe not as full as they used to be here under Steve Clark for these types of games. Steve Clark actually here tonight. I'm sure he'll be keeping a close eye on the progress of Lee Griffiths, who of course starts up front for Rangers, eh, for Celtic, sorry. But the last two matches between these sides have both been decided by injury time winners a Scott Brown goal that hit the hand of Alex Bruce for the last game here and a Stuart Finlay header for Kilmarnock to win it for the game before that so I wonder if we'll see any more late drama tonight uh, let's go to Ibrox kick off fast approaching for the game against St Mirren Alison Conroy yeah just waiting on the teams to come out the tunnel here at Ibrox for Rangers against St Mirren Rangers make six changes from that Scottish Cup win against Strindmar a week um, Sorry, at the weekend it will be Alan McGregor in goal, a back four of John Flanagan, Connor Goldson, Nicola Katic and Borna Barisic. In the midfield, Glenn Kamara, Ryan Jack and Stephen Davis. Joe Aribo and Ryan Kent just behind the lone striker of Jermaine Defoe. One change for St Mirren from that Scottish Cup win over Broxburn. Vaclav Fladke in goal, a back five of Ryan Flynn, Paul McGinn, Connor McCarthy, Akin, Vamho and Callum Waters. In the midfield, Junior Murray, Camp. 
Kimmy McPherson, Sam Foley and Kyle McGuinness. The lone striker for St Mirren tonight, Jonathan Obika. The referee at Ibrox is Nick Walsh. 1991, the last time St Mirren won at Ibrox. The side last met in Paisley back in August and it was that Borna Barisic free kick that was the difference between the sides as the teams do come out the tunnel here. It will be Rangers against St Mirren. And just like that, we are back. 23 days, was it, Mark Greedy, since the last game yeah. in the Premiership? 24. It seems like a long old time ago, even though there's been quite a few talking points in between, in case you hadn't noticed. But we're back. A full card tonight. Six games, top, middle and bottom. Lots of questions to be answered. It's good to have everyone back, isn't ah, it? It's great. It's brilliant. You know, um, I've got a, a, what a brilliant league race we've got going on. Fight for third and fourth. Good fight at the bottom. Fighting into the top six. You know, we are very, very fortunate to have it. And, and it's going all the way. It's going right to the wire. Yeah, it's such a competitive league. It's brilliant. You know, so it's, uh, for, for everybody, every team, there's no one can just kind of rest and there's no mid-table mediocrity. So, uh, you know, it's, it's fantastic for everyone. Aberdeen, Motherwell, Hibs, Hamilton, Kilmarnock, Celtic, Livingston, St. Johnston, Rangers, St. Mirren and Ross County Hearts. A full midweek card under the lights in the Premiership. Hopefully we get the drama to follow The games are kicking off right now So we'll keep you up to speed on anything of note Inside the opening stages Just before we disappear uh, Just before 8 o'clock But before any of that We need to make some progress on this teaser Now the question is this We're looking for 10 players Who are still in the Scottish Cup They've previously won it with a non-old firm team But not the team they're currently at Guys like Ryan Christie He's still in the Cup He plays for Celtic And he previously won it for Inverness Dylan McGeoch previously won it with Hibs and he's still in the cup because he's at Aberdeen. Have you got any more? David Goodwillie won it with Dundee United 2010, still in the cup with Clyde. Brilliant, well done. Mm. Brian Easton played left back for St Johnson, I believe, um, ah. and is still in the cup with Hamilton. 2014 St Johnson. Mm. Yes. And also from that St Johnson team Stephen McLean Still Stephen in the cup with hearts Brilliant Well done Token Jester's given us a right good go He's got one, two, three, four, five. There's a goalie in there I think There is, Gordon, a, goalie is there a goalie in there, in there? Uh, Just a few more things coming in on Twitter It's got a good response to this Boy Chalk says Why is Liam Fontaine not allowed? He played in the mm. final for Hibs He did But he's at Ross County And they're, they're out, out of the cup um, Peter Gray has thrown in David Goodwillie He's got another one That you're still looking for He's also gone Michael Gardine though Again At Ross County Out the cup So that doesn't count right. Okay so it's One it's Two it's Three Four Five to go There is a goalie in there Yeah And I, I, I can't think of a, a top flight Goalie So is it, is it somebody That's from Because there's five teams Out with the top flight The goalie Is by An absolute mile The highest profile Player left with the highest profile mm-hmm. player that you've not got yet. In Boy. fact, even out of them all, this is this is not a this is not an obscure name from Scottish football. Trust me, Craig Gordon, is it? It is. Yeah, Craig Gordon. Gordon. Perhaps. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Brilliant. Craig Gordon. Uh, right. Let's hear a bit more from the manager. The games are kicking off, so we'll quickly squeeze these clips in before they become out of date. <laughs> Stephen Robinson going up to Aberdeen tonight. Third v fourth. So. As we go, there are absolutely nothing to lose. I've I've total respect for for Aberdeen and the job that Derek and Tony have done up there. You know what they've done consistently over the last while, and they've they've consistently finished in the the top two and three, competed with the bigger teams in the league, and you know got the cup finals on a regular basis. So, you know their record is is superb up there. But 
we've we've made a a bit more competition of it this year. You know, we're right up there, and I, I think we have to go there with every confidence that we can get a result. Up against Derek McInnes tonight. I think Muller will come out and, and show they're a good side, which they are. I think they've got good players. I think um, home and away they, they they have a way of playing and have they carry a threat with their front three, whatever three that is, um, and they've got good options there. Middle of the park, good energy and, and good ability in there. And they'll, they'll try and push the full-backs on. So uh, I, f- I feel as though that kind of know what Murrow's um, strengths are and, and what they've been doing a lot right this season, which has got them up to where they are. Um, and credit to them for that. So, you know, I, like I say, I think it'll be two teams uh, wanting to win. I think anything other than a win will be a disappointing result for both teams. And it probably tells you where Murrow are at the minute. Um, and, but for us, it's a home game against a team in the around us. And even at this uh, stage of the season, there's still plenty of games to go. You, you would see the importance of picking up all three points. So no early goals to tell you about. Though we do, have a, we did have a good opening for Celtic. Lee Griffiths with a clear sight of goal, Jim, but he slipped right at the crucial moment. It's pouring at Rugby Park. Uh, we know the artificial pitch can get a bit slick, so I don't know if that had something to do with it. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a through ball there. It was a mistake, and then and, and Lee Griffiths went through. And actually, I thought he might have went down under the challenge, but then he, he obviously on his left foot, he's thinking, no, I'm going to score here. And he slipped. And then just a few seconds after that, the ball came to Edward again. Really good skill in the box, and he slipped. So I don't know whether it's footwear or whether it's the pitch or whatever, but uh, yeah, it's um, always a wee bit frustrating uh, for a manager when you see players slipping because obviously part of the warm-up and the adjustment to the, the circumstances is... Making sure your footwear's correct. Yeah, it was a typical Lee Griffiths opportunity, Mark, because right yeah, on the shoulder. On, it was actually a, his left it was a mistake. Well. It yeah. was a mistake from Kilmarnock, but he was on the shoulder there to take the opportunity. And Jim says just slipped at the the crucial moment. It's interesting to watch what happens in that regard because Edward again and Jim right about the footwear, but. On, on the Astro When it gets slippy There's perhaps only so much You can do Yeah I mean It, it was an opportunity For, for Lee Griffiths You know 13-14 yards out Just slightly left of the goal But perfect for him On his left peg And just he's about To pull the trigger He lost his foot And so a potential Let off for Kelly Because you would have Fancied Lee Griffiths To hit the target From that range uh, Anything Tactically Or the way teams Are set up Jim anything That's jumping out at you With five minutes gone Have we have you drawn any Conclusions from it yet no, I just think Celtic playing the three three at the back. Obviously, like Seminovich is, is playing really wide. And actually, you know, almost like a right back at times. You know, Julian in the middle, Ayer in the left side, and and you know, you can hardly see from Pong. He's playing that high up the pitch. Uh, one of the callers the other on saying he's playing with a right winger, where he's where he's almost playing like that tonight, uh, and getting the first corner for Celtic uh, high up the pitch within uh, you know the first five minutes. Yeah, um, Celtic winning the corner Kilmarnock feel it was the wrong decision But it is going to be a corner kick anyway So Celtic will send the big men up To try and capitalise Still goalless elsewhere Liam Gordon has an effort at goal For St Johnston at Livingston A chance for Oakley For Hamilton Ackies That doesn't come to anything But Ackies are trying to push forward In the opening stages Counter attack from Ross County As they look to take the early advantage But nothing Doing early on Is that another corner To Celtic yeah. Stephen O'Donnell At the back post Just heading it away Yeah it was a bit of a Floaty corner from Lee Griffiths Normally it whips him in But maybe it's something A ploy that they've looked To draw the three big guys in And get Edward in the back post But um, Stephen O'Donnell was, was switched on And got another header So this time will be An outswinger Lee Griffiths Going all the way across To take it again And this time An outswinger But you know The three big centre-halves Will be looking to try And impose himself In the, in the penalty box Just out of curiosity what, Are you a 
in-swinger or an out-swinger man Jim, some managers swear by one or the other Some like to mix it up Do you have a preference? No, I mix curious. it up No, I think I just like to mix it up I think that uh, everything else I think when, um, you know Depends on the delivery And also depends on You know, who you've got to attack the ball But, um, yeah we, We've actually got pretty good delivery We've got a boy Joe McKee Who's terrific at set plays and uh, he's really good delivery and you know we've scored a few goals from set pieces at this time here Celtic going and uh, I think it's um, Semenovic a, a header and yeah. a, dec- a decent Koprovic save is a good save yeah yeah, but I think it's, it's a good header it's, a, it's one maybe a bit spectacular so for the cameras come on Mark Guidi I know you've nah, got your goalkeepers nah, I think, union I think, I think, membership uh, no no listen, I, I don't like TV saves But no I think that was A, a, a genuine A good a call out his right, his right hand Okay okay Well we can discuss that again And on our way out of the building Because the show's nearly done um, I need clues What yeah, I was going to say though Again though As the corner came in It was Stuart Finlay That slipped this time I think mm. clearly Jim That pitch is, is Just going to be difficult For everyone tonight Yeah well again If it's been raining I know they do water it as well You know so maybe They've, they've watered it And then all of a sudden The, the rain the comes down as yeah. well And players maybe In the warm up Has changed but yeah, it's certainly, I mean, it should suit Kamarnock a little bit more, they should be used to it, but Celtic have certainly started well. Um, there was one little moment of indecision when the ball went over the top and Frimpong was going back, Foster came out. I actually think Frimpong made 100% the right decision because I don't think Foster was getting there, took it away. But other than that, Celtic been on the front foot and Kamarnock, mm-hmm. as you would expect, defending and just holding on at the moment. OK, yeah. 10 players still in the Scottish Cup who've previously won it with an Arnold Firm team but not the team they currently play for. They must have played in the final. So guys like Ryan Christie, Stephen McLean, David Goodwillie, Dylan McGeoch, Craig Gordon, Brian Easton. Four to go. No, I've not got another I'm, one. I'm, I'm toiling now, Gordon, I have to go toiling. Well, you have identified all of the relevant finals. Mm-hmm. So all of the guys that are remaining played I've in one played of the finals, finals with with some of the other answers. Right, okay, so we're looking so, at St Johnston, Hearts, Hibs, Dundee United. Let's forget about St Johnston. You're done with St Johnston. Hearts, Hibs, Dundee United. You've still got a couple from Dundee United. From 2010, Peter mm-hmm. Houston's team. Mm-hmm. Scott Robertson. No. Uh, you said Paul Dixon. You said no. When was that? No. Paul yeah, Dixon. Paul Dixon didn't play. Um, Sean Dillon He's at Montrose They're not in it Right what if I tell you The teams that they're currently at Okay One is at St Johnson Used uh, to play for Dundee United And one is at Falkirk Used to play for Dundee United Mark, uh, Oh Margaro Gomez Margaro Gomez, Gomez Yes I... What about the other one I thought this was the, the easier of the two He's at St Johnson um, He's not maybe playing a lot of football I'm trying to think if that's that's why maybe He's at St Johnson And he was service. at Dundee United Oh yeah I'll tell you who it is It's Keith Watson No No, no? Oh Wotherspoon Danny Swanson Danny Swanson Oh they, they, Danny Swanson Is he just away somewhere Did I not see him going away Somewhere recently Oh there we go We can take uh, him off if he has Maybe, sure maybe the research I'm, was, I'm sure they get a move to Maybe somewhere. the research was right. done Just before Right quick The Hibs final mm. He now plays for Inverness Came on as a sub for Hibs In, in the final Mm-hmm. <sighs> He's also played for Hearts He's played for Hamilton Ackies Celtic miss a golden chance Keatings, James Keatings, James Keatings. Keatings right. uh, Now plays for Livy Won the cup with Hearts Way uh, back Can you count? No nope. um, He's at Hearts uh, Gonna have to put Livy. you out your misery no. Scott Robinson uh. All right. Thank you very much to Jim and Mark Please join us tomorrow at 6 We'll have all the fallout from tonight's games And Callum Gallagher is up next
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.